You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why ProPlan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. Welcome to the Ducks Unlimited podcast, the only podcast about all things waterfowl. From hunting insights to science-based discussions about ducks, geese, and issues affecting waterfowl and wetlands conservation in North America, we bring the resource to you. The DU Podcast with your host, Chris Jennings. Today, we've got a great show. We've got Ducks Unlimited CEO, Adam Putnam, back on the show. Adam, welcome back to the podcast. Man, thanks for letting me back. I thought this was like a once every five years deal, so I'm glad that I didn't screw it up too bad last time. No, we were actually trying to limit your exposure to the pod. No, I'm just kidding. We're not. Um, but no, it's <laughs> gl- great to have you back. Budget time. You want more money. That's right. We're, uh, we're, we just need a little bit more money, so we'll bring you back on. And if we get it, we'll bring you back on 10 more times to get more. Yeah, uh, trying to upgrade this studio. Hey, the studio's great. The studio's great. But the main reason why I wanted to bring you on here today, and and it's an exciting time. It's an exciting time for Ducks Unlimited. exciting time for everyone. You know, throughout the organization, we've gotten back to a lot of in-person events. We've kind of looked back at 2020, um, you know, the chaos that it was. We're moving forward. Um, and we, at the podcast, we always emphasize the positive. So what we're going to start off with here is, Moving forward, the state of the organization, you know, it is May of 2021, um, kind of provide our audience with an update of everything that's going on within the organization, you know, as far as just moving forward into the summer and towards the fall. Well, there's a lot of great stories there. I mean, you don't have to to look hard for rainbows and unicorns to, to find a, a lot of the good that did come out of this god-awful year that we've all just survived and the vast majority of that was made possible by our uh, passionate, devoted volunteers who, when everything else in their life was upside down, they still found time to give back to DU with their, with their time, which is the most precious, uh, with their treasure, with their creativity. So if, if you look at COVID where we, in the early days, it looked like we were losing 4,500 in-person events. And... Within two and a half weeks, we had designed with the help of volunteers in, in Pennsylvania was the first uh, virtual event that we ever did, which led to nearly 3,000 virtual events uh, that we'd never done before. And then one year, we got 3,000 of them. I mean, it was, it was a hard pivot uh, because we had no choice, but it worked out well. And, and then as the world began to slowly reopen in the states where we could gather, the enthusiasm was off the chart. Even if they had lower required attendance rates, the enthusiasm, the passion, the auction items, everything was just off the charts. Everybody was buying, you know, raffle tickets by the fistfuls because they were just so happy to be back together. And, and that's kind of the magic and the secret sauce of, of DU. And, and then that dollar raffle ticket gets matched with a dollar from a state wildlife agency and a dollar from DC. And, 
And pretty soon we were actually accelerating our conservation mission and had a record year for conservation because we could speed up projects because people were not in the way. So in in, in the last year, we delivered over 600,000 acres of of conservation habitat in one year, a record for the 84-year existence of our organization. And that number, that annual number of 600,000, put us over the top where as a company, as a, as a conservation leader, we're now over 15 million acres conserved across North America. And that's, that's an area the size of West Virginia that's just extraordinary to wrap your head around and totally made possible by our volunteers, our staff who worked through all of the adversity, working from home, publishing a magazine remotely, launching a new magazine, Wetlands America, getting work done, taking advantage of the fact that that we could accelerate projects. All of those things together means that this company is actually positioned to slingshot out of the COVID year stronger, leaner, and, and, and more passionate and focused on our conservation mission than ever before. Amazing. Moving forward, what did you see as one of the biggest takeaways for just functionality of the organization from a conservation perspective? You said, you know, we were able to do all this work because there were people in the way. You know, what was the one thing that really, maybe it's more than one thing, but one thing that really popped out to you that where you were like, man, this this is a direction that our organization can go um, now that we've learned how to do that, you know, is it just virtual? Is it just, you know, things like that, that you, you take that takeaway or is it, you know, a whole encompassing perspective? One of the things that we learned and as proud as I am that we were able to make that adaptation to virtual, we also learned that nothing replaces being together and nothing replaces volunteers meeting, planning, organizing, and then rolling out this grand banquet that they've spent months working on and the energy in that room. So we learned that technology allows us to do a lot of things, but the the trust and the confidence and the personal relationships that are built by being together were the momentum that allowed us to get through the crisis. It's not a substitute for it. And, and so it, it really is a powerful reminder of the strength of our culture and the importance of that culture being protected that fundamentally is about like-minded individuals who are passionate about leaving the world better than they found it coming together in a variety of ways, but mostly in person, to make things happen for waterfowl, wildlife, and people through our conservation mission. And, uh, and so there's a, there's a powerful reminder there that as good as we were at adapting, nothing's more powerful than, than the people power and the energy that, that flows from that. So, you know, I, I would say that that's, when, when you look at like the, the third rail, don't touch it, don't mess that up, that's the secret sauce, that's the Coca-Cola formula, don't mess with our people and, uh, and don't mess with their passion. And, and, and then we, we came through this as well as we did uh, because we kept our people first, kept our staff healthy, kept our people healthy. We worked through the adversity. And then when we were able to, to gather again, we were able to really visualize and feel that energy. And um, as modern and technology-based as we get as a society, we don't ever want to get away from the people power. 
Absolutely. And I, I, I did an event recently here, um, our local crawfish boy that we've had, which was canceled last year and everyone's bummed out. I, you know, I'm on that committee, have been for 10 years. We were so bummed out last year. Got to do it last month. It was fantastic just seeing the energy in the room. The people were just happy to be back. And, you know, we held that event here at Don DU's campus, and people were just happy to walk through the gates and see the people that they were accustomed to seeing at these events. And, and you're right, it makes such a big difference. But one question I do have to ask you, because I did four or five of these. How many Zoom DU events did you attend? <laughs> <laughs> more, more than I can count. But um, and 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 there's there is some positive to that. Um, it's not the same as as being there in person, but it never fails that there's like six states whose conventions are the same weekend in July, and they're big. You know, they're they're big national meeting. Or, excuse me, their big state meeting always falls on the same third Wednesday in September or whatever. And Zoom does allow me to reach more people without the, you know, without the friction and the hassle and the lost motion of, of being on an airplane and all those kinds of things. So, uh, you know, one of the upsides was that I was able to air quote be at more conventions than I would have in the pre-COVID day, but it's still in the same. And, uh, but it was so important. And, and Doug Schoenrock was a trooper. He, uh, he's practically living on Zoom. Raj Hoyt, our chairman of the board, all of those guys were so good about yes, yes. The answer was always yes to a Zoom request to, 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 even if it meant stacking them up four or five states at a time on one evening to reinforce to our volunteers, we haven't forgotten you. We're not taking you for granted. You're the reason why we're coming through this so well. And as soon as we can gather again, we're going to be with you physically and, and in person. And, 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 and that's the way that the summer and fall stacking up. We're all going to be living on an airplane, being out there, backsla you know, backslapping and high-fiving and, and gathering together again to let our folks know how much we appreciate their energy. Yeah, it is an exciting time. And that's, you know, that's one thing that you even feel around the building, the energy, you know, coming back, people are looking forward to really, you know, getting back into events, getting back into traveling around and, and meeting with volunteers. It, it is, it's just, a there is a lot of energy. Um, and, and we talked a little bit here about the chaos of 2020 now, you know, the, you know, moving forward, everyone's fired up. Um, but I want to, I want to ask you a couple kind of personal questions since we have you on the podcast. And it's something that, that I always kind of look back at as my, you know, career at Ducks Unlimited. Um, the day you walked in, you know, April, 2019, you know, you, that was your first day. Um, obviously, you could, didn't foresee the chaos that was coming your way in 2020. But, you know, just stepping into Ducks Unlimited, you were a Ducks Unlimited volunteer supporter for, you know, decades before. Um, but you were coming in as a CEO. And, you know, what, what do you look back at now from that day where you're just like, oh, my gosh, I had no idea you know, that Ducks Unlimited did this? Because I know for me personally, I was a volunteer for DU for a decade, became staff, um, and thinking that I knew everything about DU. And, and, and then I was here for a day and I realized I don't know anything about, you know, DU and what, how this mission, you know, how this conservation mission is, is handled. Um, what's one thing that really jumps out to you um, looking back at that day? Well, you're so right. I mean, when we're volunteers and we're focused on our chapter, our community, we're, we're, we're really viewing the mission through a straw. 
And to come in and, and have the opportunity to be a part of Team DU and be around such great folks, the part that I had, that I couldn't comprehend, even, even you, know, you study, you read up on it, you go through the file, you can't comprehend the breadth of what we do and the different approaches that we take because, you know, managing conservation projects, organizing banquets in the Deep South and Mississippi Valley is different than, than how we're doing it in the Central Valley of California. And it's completely different than how we deliver on mission with our partners in Canada and Mexico. And, and so to be in a room, you know, to walk into a, a staff meeting and have a, a soil scientist, an agronomist, a wildlife biologist, a waterfowl ecologist, a fundraiser, an engineer. A realtor. A realtor, a <laughs> land lawyer. I mean. It, a podcast producer. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> he's not invited. Yeah, they, we don't. We don't let them come to the uh, to the employee barbecues. But all of that is just the way that everyone interacts and has each other's back and works toward that common mission. Especially coming from a world where, you know, I I had been in politics and and you could get people to argue over what color the sky is if you offered them thirty seconds on television. And now to be in a room with a whole bunch of people who are all fired up and ready to go, and there's no disagreement about where we're going. There may be disagreement about how we get there, how fast we go, you know, whether we turn left or right at Albuquerque. But, but at the end of the day, we're all moving in the same direction. And, and that is just such a powerful force. But the, to, to answer your question, the surprise really being the breadth of how we go about delivering those 15 million acres and how we accelerate the pace of the delivery of the next 15 million acres. And that's pretty cool. You mentioned the, the wide breadth of, of even careers at Ducks Unlimited. We get that question a lot, even some emails into the, the, the DU podcast. Of, hey, you know, I don't work for DU. And I'm like, well, what do, you, what do you do? And it could be anything from a marketing specialist to a lawyer to a civil engineer. And I think that that's one thing that I really try and stress to our audience out there. You know, it, it, it takes everyone to do this. And, and, uh, and, it, and it's, it is, it's a very, very rewarding, like you say. Man, I'm so glad to hear you say that because that's really a message I try to convey to our collegiate chapters and, and the third term, which is essentially our convention of, of college students who are DU leaders. We run a magazine that's bigger than Field and Stream. We just launched a new one. You run, we run a, a podcast that has a massive listenership and is growing every day. We're delivering some of the largest conservation projects in some of the most interesting and important ecosystems across North America. You want to work in the Mississippi? We're hiring. You want to work on the Canadian Prairie? They're hiring. You want to work in the Central Valley of California? We got a place for you. You want to be an engineer, but you really want, you, you know, you don't want to be in, in a cubicle all day, every day. You want to be out in the dirt and, 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 and be able to indulge your duck hunting habit. This is the place for you. Um, as you said earlier, I mean, we've got attorneys, we've got accountants, we've got financial people, we've got folks who are managing land easements. This is a, a significant conservation company that needs a wide range of talent. And, uh, and the cool thing is when we get people, we generally don't lose them because they're <laughs> lifers. Yeah. Uh, and because it, it really is that team spirit. But uh, that's the part that I think most people don't understand. And, and if, you, if you love the outdoors and you're committed to giving back, 
you can come from a broad background of academic and professional experiences and still find a place at Ducks Unlimited. That's right. That's right. And, and you know, this is just kind of the second part of that original question of what you, um, what you really have taken away um, from your time here. Um, but looking back, has that changed your perception? Did you come in with a different perception of DU than what you have now? Well, I think we all, uh, you know, we, we all make adjustments and, uh, you know, <laughs> like Mike Tyson says, uh, no, no game plan survives the first punch in the nose, right? Uh, everybody's got a plan until they get hit. And, uh, and we've been hit. But, uh, and so our plan has adjusted. But, you know, you take our conservation goals, for example, uh, you know, it, it took uh, from 1937 until the 1960s to protect a million acres, you know, and we, and it took us until the year 2000 to protect 10 million acres. And then another 20 years to get the next 5 million acres. We're going to protect another million acres in 18 months. And so, you know, what, you know, my mission here is really accelerating the pace, uh, of the delivery of those acres, because as good a job as we're doing, we're still losing precious wetlands every year. And we need to be able to provide the habitat for ducks, particularly in a year like this one, where it looks like we're going to have a serious drought on the prairies, the duck factory. And so um, we, that means we have to expand our partners. It means that, uh, you know, co uh, corporations and foundations that are out there that are interested in, in wetlands and water and nutrient removal, all the things that we do, but we've never given ourselves credit for because we were focused solely on how many ducks we were producing. But we were also producing cleaner water and, and better habitat for a broad array of uh, species beyond just waterfowl. They need to be our partners in that. And, and so that's, uh, that's part of my mission every day. We actually have a podcast coming up later this month um, with our chief scientist, Steve Adair, who's talking about some of those things, flood protection, clean water, things like that. So, yeah, I mean, we're going to get into that later in, later this month in the podcast good, good. as well. It's going to be going to be an exciting conversation for me, too. Um, but, you know, we talked about moving forward and new events and people are getting out. Um, people are really excited to, you know, come to DU events. Well, we have a huge DU event coming up very soon. Um, and it is the Ducks Expo at Texas Motor Speedway, June 25th through June 27th. You've been obviously leading this charge from the get-go. Um, how has this event evolved, you know, from the first time the conversation came up, hey, let's, let's have a Ducks Expo to where it's at now? I know it's massively growing. This has been a, a wild event with lots of twists and turns. It was delayed and then ultimately canceled for last year. So this would have been our second year. It's going to be our first year. This is going to be the Mac Daddy outdoor event uh, in, in, in the country. It's coming on the heels of Father's Day. If you get one wish, ask for tickets to go to the Texas Motor Speedway to uh, the DU Expo because it is going to be so cool. You're going to be able to test all of the products that are available there. So you're, we're going to have a gun range. You're going to be able to shoot clays. You're going to be able to test drive a new Chevy, a, a new Ford. Toyota's going to be there. We're going to have take full advantage of, of all the amenities that that track provides. There are going to be thousands of people there. We're going to have a Duck Jam concert on Saturday night of this event. 
But if you're interested in shopping for a new uh, fishing rod and you want to test it out, we're going we're gonna to have the place for you to do that. New paddleboard, there'll be a place for you to test that out. New kayak, you'll be able to test that out. Bring the kids, bring the family. This is going to be, I think, uh, the inaugural event of what will be the new Ducks Unlimited tradition. And once again, we're going to be setting the bar as high as we possibly can for others to, uh, to, to see and witness the power of what committed volunteers can do in the name of conservation. And this is a rallying point in the summertime when people are, are beginning to, uh, to get fired up about the, uh, the upcoming season. They're in the middle of fishing season. They're looking for something to do with the family. And, and this is going to be a, a primo event. There's going to be exhibitors uh, from all over the country who are making this a priority. And, uh, and it'll be one of the first really big outdoor events in the post-COVID world. So I think the pent-up excitement to be there is going to make this first one really, really popular. Yeah, and just the the array of activities and hands-on experiences that people can have when they attend the expo, that's awesome. But, you know, we've had several guests on already uh, this month of the podcast. You know, Mike Stewart came on. He's going to be there with dogs. You know, he's going to be holding retriever training seminars. We've got – we had Scott Laysath on, um, our Ducks Limited Magazine cooking columnist. He's going to be there. He's, he's going to be cooking. He mentioned he might be cooking duck poppers or something. He's not sure yet. But, you know, it's just that's, that's the, you know, the wide-ranging opportunities for people to get – Get their hands on even products and and really even just get together again. That's exciting. Um, Duck Jam, obviously June twenty sixth. Um, that's at Texas Motor Speedway as well as well. Um, and you know everyone can get tickets at DuckExpo.com if you want to check out all the different activities. Um, I think that website it even has opportunities where you can book hotels. You know recommended hotels arrangements. You know things like that where um, people can really get out there and use this as an opportunity to reintroduced to the outdoor community. Um, You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why Pro Plan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. think that's a, a great opportunity. Moving forward again, people getting together, people um, excited about getting together. We have the National Convention September 8th through the 11th, and it's in New Orleans, one of my favorite cities personally. But, you know, kind of explain the significance of the National Convention to our audience. You know, we get a lot of questions about the convention, um, and it's not necessarily the exact thing that some people think about um, as far as a huge event, but explain the significance of it for you and for RDU members. New Orleans is one of my favorite cities too. I'm so excited that we're going to be there and we're going to be there in in September, which is a little bit different. That's COVID impacted as well. But coming off a year where we had to cancel the last convention, I think the level of enthusiasm and and the number of people who are going to want to join us in New Orleans uh, September 8th through 11th is uh, is also going to be a record breaker. Again, people just wanting to be together. But our convention, you know, getting back to your earlier question about what, what, what are those moments when you, uh, you, know, you really understood from a different perspective your role as a, as a staff member here at Ducks Unlimited? It was, it was that first convention that I attended. And 
that's just such an emotional and powerful gathering of our most dedicated volunteers. And, and we welcome all DU members to attend our convention. But you cannot attend our convention and not leave more inspired than when you came. Uh, to see people recognized for the success that they've had leading their chapters, the, the, the personal commitments that they've made to the organization in, in time and in effort, uh, the, the, the energy that we, that we see kids trading pins from the different states that represent, uh, you know, uh, the, those collectibles that have been long been a part of the DU uh, heritage and, and tradition uh, to see uh, our president and our board members, uh, uh, you know, making the decisions to, to keep our organization strong and moving in the right direction. Uh, there's always great keynote speakers that we bring in who are motivational and and represent the leadership of uh, either Interior or USDA or state wildlife agencies and others who are, are out there, you know, setting season dates, setting bag limits, understanding what kind of a year we're going to have uh, from from a waterfowling perspective. It, it is one-stop shopping for all things Ducks Unlimited, and uh, it is it is like a revival. Uh, for waterfowlers, and uh, it will be especially so, I think, in New Orleans after it after a two-year hiatus when people couldn't gather. So we're real excited about that. We encourage anyone who's interested. Uh, you know, you don't have to be an officer. You don't have to be a chairman. We you know we want any DU member to attend that convention, and I promise you, you will leave more excited about this organization than you've ever been. Yeah, and, and I just want to add in there that. You know, I've been to, you know, 10 conventions probably. And, you know, one thing that that always stuck out to me and what I tell some of my friends who are, you know, avid DU supporters but have not really been to a convention, um, they're like, well, you know, what what should I look forward to? And I'm like, oh, you know, the business sessions. And they're like, what? They're like, I don't know what <laughs> I'm even going to plan to go to the business session. I was like, man, the, the business sessions are actually really cool because it, it is business. And absolutely, I mean, conservation is our business. Um, but, you know, there is some business aspect to it, but really, like you said, the keynote speakers, the, you know, we'll have, you know, our chief scientists, you know, providing updates on, you know, really key research or something that, that, you know, is provided in not just a PowerPoint, but also an awesome video that's put together by our video crew. Um, I think a couple of years ago, we had one that, that was uh, Mark Petrie, which we've had him on the show here. Um, he presented some information about snow geese and comp competing with ducks. And we actually did a podcast based off of that national convention presentation. And so that's what I tell people is, you walk in there expecting like a total business session, um, and it's not. It's educational. It's informational. Um, you know, we make it entertaining. And so I recommend to people definitely, you know, look, get on the website, ducks.org. National Convention is one of the top buttons. Um, check, it, check it out. One thing that we also have, and, and I'm as excited about this as, as I am just about anything, the Roadkill Cookoff, which is uh, an annual event that they hold at the Louisiana State Convention. And I don't know if, if you attended a Roadkill Cookoff. Oh, my Kill gosh. <laughs> so... The, the hazing of the new CEO is to make me be the judge ah, yeah. at the last roadkill cookoff, which was uh, the year before last. Obviously, COVID killed the uh, the one last year, but oh my gosh, I I didn't eat again for three days. It is the best food you'll ever ever have the opportunity to eat, and it's just gluttonous. But uh, it, it is um, a real celebration of all things Cajun. 
and the food is fantastic. And so we've amped it up, put it on steroids, and now we're going to take what was just a the state-based contest, and we're going to make it available to everyone who attends the convention, and their mind's going to be blown by how good they eat. Oh, it's going to be great. And, and, you know, the idea of the roadkill cook-off, especially in Louisiana, South Louisiana, um, you know, anything is on the table. I guess that's a good way to put it. So it could be, I think the rules originally started out as if it can crawl, swim, run, you know, <laughs> slither, slither, and could have potentially been hit by a car and peeled off the road and turned into a great dish. Um, but I want to add in here, I, I sent a freelance contributor down to the roadkill cook-off of several years back and, and just to get a collection of recipes. And the first one that he sent me as he's tying all these recipes together was a gumbo recipe that started out with 24 whole ducks and two gallons of oysters. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, that is right. a, I was like, that's my kind of recipe. I mean, it's like, wow. And that's that's the kind of things that you would see at the Roadkill Cook-Off and, and just one aspect of the many different activities that we'll be offering at the National Convention this year. So uh, for our listeners out there, highly recommend it, you know, September 8th through the 11th. In New Orleans, it's going to be a good time. Bring your appetite and your stretchy pants. <laughs> That's right. You know, we've got one more new, exciting, and we've got we've probably got a hundred different new and exciting programs going on within DU. But this one is something that um, you know it, it's really it's a little bit different. It's something that you know I think our audience will be very interested in hearing. And and it is we have the Wings Over Water movie, and this is a kind of a. Um, a, a group deal with several different organizations, um, but it's an IMAX 3D high-definition film that we'll be launching probably, I think you mentioned, later in 2022, but there might be a little little catch to that. So do you want to kind of explain the, the Wings Over Water film, um, how it's coming together, and then also, you know, where our audience will be able to see this? This is a really cool uh, opportunity, and it speaks to, on so many levels, to um, our challenges as a conservation mission uh, and and the opportunities that are out there for us to meet those challenges. So, you know, we know that we need to reach more young people. We need to reconnect uh, the next generation with the outdoors. And for all the things that COVID has taken away from us, one of the things that it hopefully has given us that will stick around is this love of being outdoors again. And so uh, Wings Over Water uh, is an IMAX film filmed in high def 3D by some of the best uh, outdoor cinematographers there are. Uh, it'll be narrated by Michael Keaton, uh, you know, Batman, Batman for those of us yes. of a certain age. <laughs> I immediately thought that. So I just Not, put myself in that age group. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, this is not some, you know, low rent deal. This is a, this is a big time production. Uh, that uh, Ducks Unlimited is uh, a lead investor in, along with uh, Max McGraw Wildlife Foundation based out of Chicago. Uh, Audubon Society is also a partner in this. And uh, this is the kind of film that you want your kids and your grandkids to see. You bring your wife and your neighbors and people who may or may not be duck hunters. But if, you, if you've ever tried to explain our mission, we're going to show you that mission in, in a 42-minute film, and it's going to appear all across North America in uh, museums and, and uh, museums of, you know, kid, children's museums, museums of science and industry. This is going to be a widely distributed film, uh, and, and we're just, we're so excited about it because we think that this will open a whole new audience's eyes 
to the importance of the prairie pothole region and what it means to ducks and other bird species. So the movie showcases the life of, of ducks, cranes, and warblers. So you've got the big cranes, you've got waterfowl, you've got songbirds, and this miraculous migration that they participate in, but it all begins with those prairie potholes. And we think that this will be an opportunity to raise awareness of that critically important region for biodiversity and most especially for birds and, and, and of course, waterfowl being our number one focus. We think that it will build momentum to make sure that we're protecting that critical region that is the duck factory. And we think that it's reaching, you know, those, those third and fourth graders who are so impressionable and they're going to fall in love with the importance of nature, water, and outdoor activities. And, uh, and so this is something that's been in the works now for a couple of years. The movie, uh, the production is complete. And COVID has, you know, obviously closed theaters all over the country for a year, but they're reopening. So 22 will be when this begins to be distributed, but its grand premiere will be at the Ducks Unlimited convention in New Orleans in September of this year. So we're very excited about it. And it's one more reason why you should come to our convention. Absolutely. And the, uh, you know, one thing just kind of, as you were talking about that, I was thinking, you know, 3D high definition IMAX in the prairies, um, you know, focusing on these birds, ducks, other wildlife, probably. Um, you know, that's one thing that I always talk to, even some of our listeners who have listened to Dr. Mike Brazier and I go back and forth talking about habitat in the prairies. And I get random questions from people, and, you know, and, and they, you know, we spend so much time talking about the prairies and talking about the duck factor and the importance of, uh, but not, not just for waterfowl and wildlife, but for, you know, several other reasons. But until you go to the prairies and you see it and you put your feet down there. Like you really don't have a true understanding of what the prairies, what it is and, and what it provides. And, and that's from, you know, wildlife and waterfowl in general, but um, it's hard to really talk people through uh, a prairie habitat and through the Dakotas and into even into Canada, the Canadian prairie. It's like, um, you, you try and explain it and they don't get it. And then once they go, they're like, uh, oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. So this IMAX film is really going to bring people to the prairies. And, and I think that's it's a great, great opportunity. Um, you know, we have another, you know, a different variation of that on our website on ducks.org. We have the prairie experience where, you know, people can go on there. You go from station to station and you learn about everything from invertebrates to um, nesting waterfowl. And, and it's a really cool experience, but this IMAX is really going to take it to the next level. So it's exciting. Well, it, it's incredibly exciting. And, and, you know, for much of our 84 years, no one in North America cared more about the prairies than Ducks Unlimited. And this is an opportunity to wake others up to the need to conserve this important landscape. There was a time when people thought the Everglades were a wasteland. There, were a time, there was a time when the Amazon was, was viewed simply as a resource to be exploited. And it's the prairie's moment to be recognized for the essential global landscape that they are and the role that those potholes that for decades, nobody cared more about those potholes than Ducks Unlimited. 
this is an opportunity to reach that broader audience to say, you ought to care as well, because this is the beginning of the water that ends up in the Gulf. And you ought to care as well, because it's also the landscape that's the breadbasket for the planet. And we need farmers and ranchers on that landscape. But it's also the duck factory. And it's also where the cranes and the warblers and so many other species um, begin their life cycle. And it's, it's worth knowing more about it. It's worth protecting. It's worth conserving. And it's worth supporting the organizations who've dedicated their existence to protecting that landscape. Oh, that's, that's great. And, you know, as we have gone down the list of, you know, the, you know, some of the most exciting events and some of the different programs that, that are coming in the near future. Um, and I know those are things that, that you're obviously excited about and, and you'll be in attendance, but you know, what, what are some of the things that you're looking forward to just in the near future, as far as you even personally, you know, moving it from, you know, where we've kind of been, I guess, kind of stuck here at national headquarters. And now you're starting to look at, you know, your next few steps. Um, what are some of the things that you're looking forward to this summer and into early fall, other than, you know, the national convention and expo <laughs> and things that, that you'll obviously be at? Well, we've got a lot of plates spinning. Uh, there's just a lot going on, but that's exciting. I mean, it's it's the antithesis of what much of, of the last year has looked like. Uh, I'm looking forward to being back out on the road and being around people again and gathering again and feeling that energy and being a part of something larger than ourselves. Uh, we're keeping an eye on the drought. You know, Mother Mother Nature moves on, COVID or no COVID. Uh, we're, we're paying very close attention to that, uh, and it's concerning. Uh, we continue to deliver projects across the landscape, uh, uh, all across North America, not just in the prairies. Uh, if we're if we are looking at long-term drought conditions, it certainly makes me uh, feel better about the investments that prior DU leadership has made in the boreal forest, which is the backup plan uh, for duck breeding habitat. Uh, and thankfully, there will be hundreds of millions of acres that has been conserved in Canada as a result of DU and our partners' leadership. Uh, we continue to uh, be involved on the policy front, uh, making sure that, um, uh, that that policies that come out of our states and, and out of our uh, national capitals in, in the U.S. and Canada are doing right by waterfowlers and, uh, and our needs, as well as the habitat. So uh, lots going on. Uh, it's really good to be looking at crowded calendars again instead of uh, just a stack of Zoom meetings. <laughs> and, uh, and the opportunity to get out there and, and look people in the eye, shake their hand, and thank them personally for everything they've done to help Ducks Unlimited get through this COVID and actually come out of it stronger than we were before. That's perfect. That is, that is, that is certainly something to look forward to. And I've got a couple more things for you. Um, you know, you mentioned drought, long-term drought, the potential of. Um, I just want to remind our listeners that we will have our uh, faithful guest from Ducks Unlimited Canada, Dr. Scott Stevens, who's in charge of the Prairie and Boreal programs up there. He's going to be joining us uh, very shortly to, uh, you know, provide habitat updates. We're going to be reaching out to people all across the Canadian provinces, uh, North Dakota, South Dakota. Um, and we'll be providing these pretty regular updates on the podcast as far as just letting people know what the habitat looks like, um, you know, and the potential for it either the improving, you know, it all it takes is a couple of good storms and things can change 
turn around pretty quick, but the timing of it is what's really important. So we're going to really bring that stuff to you as fast as we can get it. Uh, my next thing is I, I recently returned from uh, spring break trip down to visit my parents in Fort Myers and I checked my inbox. I couldn't find that email where you were going to give me the, all the snook secrets around Captiva, Sanibel, Charlotte Harbor. You never, you never sent that email from the last podcast. I don't trust you. Yeah, you'd, <laughs> you'd, you would, you'd be broadcasting my, uh, my whole numbers on your podcast. I probably would have started guide server if, if I'd have got that email for sure. But Adam, this has been great. Um, I think it's been, you know, informational for all of our listeners. Um, and we're looking forward to having you on again very soon. Well, thanks for having me. I hope your uh, listeners have have gotten a lot out of this. And uh, and this is, this is one of our most powerful tools for getting out real-time information about not just the work that our organization does, which is a lot of what I've shared today, but the science. I mean, we are a science-based organization and, uh, and, and that's really where you and your team have, have just been such an effective communications tool for us to keep people updated, get them ready for the next season, get them excited, and keep everyone focused on, uh, on leaving the world better than we found it, which is what we've been doing for the last 84 years. That's great. Thanks a lot for joining us. You bet. I'd like to thank my guest, Ducks Limited CEO, Adam Putnam, for joining us today and providing kind of a state of an organization and what to look forward to in the summer and early, into early fall. I'd like to thank our producer, Clay Baird, for doing a great job and getting it out to you. And I'd like to thank you, the listener, for joining us on the DU Podcast and supporting wetlands conservation. Thank you for listening to this episode of the DU Podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit www.ducks.org slash DU Podcast for resources based on today's topics, as well as access to more episodes. Opinions expressed by guests do not necessarily reflect those of Ducks Unlimited. Until next time, stay tuned to the Ducks. You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why Pro Plan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com.